Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. If you are here for the first time, you are in for a treat. Some of you have been here for a long time and don't know this story. And and sometimes I think, oh, I can't tell that story because... uh everybody's heard it. And then I talk to people and they're like, no, I, I didn't, I never heard that. So anyway, today I'm going to tell you the story of how we got here. See, I have a ranch. It's not a big ranch. I mean, it's 2000 acres in Texas. That means we can run one and a half cows. And, uh, during the summer when it rains and, uh, you know, we, we've got the ranch in Texas and everything. And, uh, none of this, if you think that I'm bragging on any of this stuff, I, I'm really not. I'm just telling y'all the truth because I, you need to know. You honestly need to know. Down in Texas, I had two full-time jobs. I had, I was an inventory manager for an oil field company and I was a safety coordinator for another company. And I was the full-time pastor of the Pecos County Cowboy Church. And that was awesome because I was busting out about 150 grand a year. Man, we could go to the movies whenever we wanted to. We could buy some steaks whenever we wanted to. I mean, we wasn't extravagant or anything, but we we were no debt. I mean, life was good. And part of my inventory management job is I'd have to go to these uh, oil field, you know, we had branch locations all over the United States, and I would have to go to them and do these physical inventories. That was my job as inventory manager. So once a year, I'd go to Rifle, Colorado, and I was in Rifle, Colorado, and it was near Thanksgiving, of 2011, no, 2010, uh, 2010, and um, I was going to fly home the next night, or the next morning, I was going to, uh, what is that place, Grand Junction, I was going to Grand Junction, and I'm driving down the road, and I'm talking to my wife on the phone, and I was like, hey, honey, what are you doing? She's like, visiting with my sister, talking to my sister, and everything, and I was like, okay, that's cool, and she goes, um... If you've ever talked to my wife, whenever she wants something, that's the way she starts it. Um, what would you say about moving to Colorado? I said, what? I'm not moving to Colorado. She goes, come on, let's move to Colorado. I said, I'm not moving to Colorado. I'm a skinny cowboy from West Texas. It's too cold up here. It's too pretty up here. And, you know, it, it ain't happening. And so we went back and forth, and she was trying to tell me all the good things about Colorado, and I was telling her all the, you know, hey, we've got the ranch. I mean, honestly, my dream, my dream was to raise my kids on the ranch in Cainosa, Texas. I mean, I, I literally had the, 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 the dream of, of being that old grandpa, you know, that 21-year-old grandpa, and, um, and you know, the little grandkids would come up, and they'd be like, hey, cowpaw, can you saddle up that horse for me? So go out there and try to catch Fiona 60 years from now. Throw them up on there. She pins her ears, gets mad. I mean, that was going to be my life. I wanted to to keep going. You know, my the the same ranch that my dad was raised on. The, I was going to raise my kids on this ranch and t- teach them how to care for one and a half cows. And you know, it, it was going to be awesome. It was going to be awesome. And I was like, "Honey, I ain't moving to Colorado." And she said, "Well, I figured you'd say that." She said, so I'm going to pray that God opens a door for you in Colorado because I know that's the only way you'll go. My exact words to her were, you do that, sweetheart. (laughs) Thank you, Titanium Oreo. Love that girl. The next day, so I I, I said goodnight to her, told her I loved her, did the little, love you more, no, I love you more, no, I love you more. Did that whole little thing, you know, got to the motel. 
got on a plane early the next morning, which was kind of funny because you can go watch it on YouTube because it was really, really boring and I was really, really bored. And so I made, when they, when they were loading us on the plane, I made cow noises as they loaded us on the chute. Nobody thought it was funny except me and another guy. Nobody wanted to sit by me either, which was cool with me. So if you want, well, that was a few years ago. You might not want to do that now. So anyway, I, I get on a plane and I fly from, from Grand Junction to DIA. And I'm sitting at DIA, people watching. Does anybody else do that whenever they go to the airport? What is embarrassing is whenever you got your, you're listening to music and you start imagining you're in the music video. And it's like you're watching TV and suddenly you're a big old creeper, dude, because you're like staring at people and laughing. <laughs> anyway, that's me. I'm sitting there and my cell phone rings. Well, this was before Candy Crush, so I did I wasn't playing that. I look at it, I don't recognize the area code. I don't nothing. I'm like, what in the world is this? And I thought, I'm not gonna answer it. And this little voice said, Oh, come on, what else are you doing? I was like, all right. Hello? And this fellow says, is this Kevin Weatherby? I said, it sure is. He said, you cowboy preacher down in Texas? I said, I sure is. He said, this is going to be the strangest phone call you've ever received. <laughs> now he piqued my interest. I was like, try me. I've been a preacher for a long time. I've had people call because of deaths. I've had people call because their dog is lost. I even had one call one time because their cat had a hairball and couldn't get it out. Asked me to pray for the cat. We did. Coughed up the hairball. God is good. If you need a hairball coughed up, you call me. I can get her done. This fellow said, this is going to be the strangest phone call you've ever received. I said, try me. He said, God told me to pull the truck over right now and tell you that you're supposed to start a cowboy church in Elbert County, Colorado. And I said, who is this? Did my wife put you up to this? Do you know my wife? Well, this fellow got plum offended. He was like, no, I've been praying about a cowboy church in Elbert County for 14, 15, 1400 years. And, and I was like, whoa, 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 simmer down, fool, simmer down. I was like, here's why I said that. Because my wife told me last night, let's move to Colorado. And I said, she'd be crazy. And she said that she was going to pray that God opened a door for me in Colorado because that's the only way I'd go. And now... You be calling me, talking all kinds of scary noise. And then he started laughing. So I talked to him for a little while, and I said, where's Elbert County, Colorado? He said, about 30 miles southeast of Denver, just, just to make it simple. I was like, all right. He said, where are you from? I was like, you got my phone number? You don't even know where I'm from? Which, if you called the church, my cell phone in the answer machine came on, and it gave my cell phone number. So, you know, God didn't appear to this guy in a burning bush or anything like that. And I said, I'm from Kinosa, Texas. He said, is that anywhere close to Pecos, Texas? And I mean, the chills just went right up my back. I said, Elbert County's about 30 miles southeast of Denver. He said, yeah. I said, I'm sitting in Denver, Colorado right now. And I said, you're sitting in Pecos, Texas? He said, I'm sitting at the rodeo arena in Pecos, Texas. And I said, Kinosa, Texas is 30 miles southeast of you. And I was like, do, 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 do. Looking around for candid camera, right? Start looking at everybody crazy. See, you, you're looking at me funny. So anyway, I call my wife whenever I get off the phone with him. I call my wife, and my first words were, Sweetheart, yes, I got a question for you. Yes, did you really pray that God would open the door for me in Colorado? Yes, and for the next 20 minutes, my wife forgot every single vocabulary word she had except, no way. I said, did you really pray that? And she goes, yeah, why? 
I said, because a guy just called me and said that God told him to pull the truck over. Right now, he's sitting in Pecos, Texas, and he said that God told him to call me and tell me that I was supposed to start a cowboy church in Elbert County, Colorado. She's like, no way. No way. And I mean, we talked like for 20 minutes. I talked for 20 minutes. She wore out. No way. No way. No way. And I sure am glad I answered the phone that day, right? And if that is cool, it gets even cooler because, you know, um, you know, I, I get home and of course this is all that's on your mind. You're like, oh, this is, you know, this is, this is burning bush type stuff. I mean, this is crazy. And so my wife had done been on the internet and she had every real estate listing ever from like 1872. She had four mining claims up by Leadville pulled up. She was going to make scarves and bandanas and everything. She had my bags already packed. She's like, you get your butt up there. And we'll, me and the kids will be there when school's out. What are you doing here? Get out. <laughs> I was like, honey, do you really think that's God? She was like, well, duh. I'm like, I know, I know. So we start looking at real estate. And I promise you, I can't, fit, I can't afford nothing in Colorado. I mean, where I come from, it's like 50 bucks an acre, not $5,000 an acre. I was like, well, God, you know, that, that was a cool little deal that you did, you know, with the, all the phone calls. And I like how you looked down and said you loved us like that. But you know, you know good and well that I can't afford anything in Colorado. And a couple of days later, my cell phone rang, and it was this same mysterious number. And I was like, I don't want to answer that call. But I did. Hello. And, 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 and after some chit-chat, this guy says, are you even considering moving up here? And I was like, dude, don't get me wrong, man. I, I, I do, man. We want to follow God. We want to do what he says to do, but we can't afford nothing like that. And he's like, well, that's why I'm calling. He said, because i got a buddy of mine that works for the USDA. He has to move to Washington, D.C., and he's looking for a family to live in his house. And he wants $600 a month rent for this house on 40 acres up on top of this big old hill. You think you can afford that? Yes. Christy is standing there like I like she's a buzzard and I'm a juicy steak. She's like, what's he saying? What's he saying? What's he saying? Shh. What's he saying? You better tell me what he's saying. Put him on speakerphone. So I got off the phone and I said, he changed his mind. She goes, that's not what he said. I said, he found us a house for $600 a month and this is it. And I showed it to her and tears rolled down her face. She said, you're not going to believe this, but when I, I've never told anybody that the house of my dreams is exactly what that looked like. It was like you were showing me a picture of my dream. So we made arrangements to come up here, okay? And things are moving fast. And, and let me tell you why they were moving fast. Because about four years before this, I had started feeling God working on me. And I know some of you feel the same way. You've always believed in God and, and stuff like that. But all of a sudden, man, he's like he's turning up the volume or he's turning up the heat. And you just feel this drive and you don't know what you're supposed to do. You don't know where you're supposed to go, but you know you're supposed to do something. And, and just, uh, and so I was feeling that one night. And, and this is four years before the phone calls. And so I invited my wife in and I said, honey, come here. And she was looking at me like I was a zombie or something. She'd be like, what you want? Why are you holding my hand? And I got down on my knees and I grabbed my wife's hands and I took my hat off and I bowed my head and I said, God, I don't know what you could do with a sorry cowboy like me, but if you will have me, I will do what you want me to do. I will say what you want me to say and I will go where you want me to go. And I must interject right there because my wife did. 
during my heartfelt prayer, I've got her by the hands and I got my eyes closed and we're on the floor and I'm pouring my heart out to God. God, I'll go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say and I'll, I'll go where you want me to go. And my wife interrupts and she says, except Presidio. Let me put that in Elbert County, Colorado. This is going to offend some people. It's just meant to be funny, but I'm going to try to let you know an illustration of what that means. God, I don't know what you could do with a sorry cowboy like me, but if you'll have me, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say, and I'll go where you want me to go. Except Boulder. I'm going to pay for that. <laughs> and so I looked at her like she had lost her mind because when she said, except Presidio, she never opened her eyes up. And I'm looking at her like, are you really interrupting my prayer? I am giving my life to God right now, if you don't mind. She says, except Presidio. And without opening her eyes, she said, continue. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Ask her. That's exactly how it happened. So she's over there grinning like the Cheshire cat. And then I said, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll go where you want me to go. Shh. And I'll be who you want me to be. Amen. Little did I know that that prayer would change my life. I thought I knew what I wanted, but I didn't. Fast forward four years and I'm in Grand Junction, on my way to Grand Junction, and Christy says, let's move to Colorado. The next day I'm at DIA. This fella calls me and he says, you're supposed to start a cowboy church in Elbert County, Colorado. My wife is like, Mrs. No Way. We get home, we're looking on the internet, and we're like, yeah, that was cool, but we can't afford nothing. This guy calls back, and he's like, man, I've got this place for you. You can bring your horses, everything, and we're like, oh, no way. You know, that, that's whenever I got off the phone and I was telling her everything, he said, for real, not, not the fake stuff. And I was just testing her. It's biblical. I wasn't lying. I was testing her faith. That's what I'm going to say. She lost all the vocabulary again. She's like, no way. That's it. No way. No way. So one night, this all happened right before Thanksgiving. Then around December 9th or 10th of the same year, not very long has gone by, right? I am getting into bed with my wife to snuggle down on a cold Texas December night. It is about 1030 in the evening. And my cell phone rings again. I am getting pretty boogered by this cell phone, okay? I didn't, you know, the, the cell phone is, my cell phone is now my burning bush. And so my wife, being the great Christianly woman she is, she's like, don't answer it. She's scared that somebody will call and cancel it all. She's, <laughs> and I was like, no, I got to answer it. She's like, don't answer it. It's 1030. Let them leave a voicemail. It's like, no, I got to answer it. Hello? It spooks me now when people say, is this Kevin Weatherby? Yes, ma'am, it is. You the pastor of the cowboy church? Why? <laughs> she says, I hate to bother you, but my little girl, we're in uh, Dodge City. Is that in Kansas, I think? Yeah. We're in Dodge City, and my little girl is broke down in Fort Stockton, and she is trying to get home for an early Christmas. We're all here in Dodge City. We're trying to get home for an early Christmas. Both of my sons are here. One of them is from Spain, who lives in Spain now. And if she misses her flights, we've already checked, she does not get to come home for Christmas. Her flight is at 5 o'clock in the morning in Midland. I'm already putting my pants on. 
already putting my shoes on. And I was like, yes, ma'am, I'll help your little girl. All you have to do is you need to go call this guy. He'll tow the vehicle for you. Take it to this mechanic and he'll do that. Call your girl and tell her that I'll be there and I'll bring my wife also. Because, I mean, I, I get it, you know. Young young lady, 22 years old, doesn't want to get in the in the truck with an extremely handsome 22-year-old either. <laughs> I mean, I understand that. And I'm a godly man, and I wouldn't want her to, you know, any temptation or anything like that. So I took my wife. This may have to be a four-part series. <laughs> oh, wait, it already is. So me and before, you know, I, I'm saying, yes, ma'am, just do this and do this and do this. And why this got brought up, I will have, I still do not know. Christy's looking at me like, we got to do what? And so right before we get off the phone, I'm like, yes, ma'am, don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. This lady says, oh, thank you so much. We're going to be here. This was like on Tuesday or something like that. She said, we're going to be here on Tuesday, and then we'll be headed back home on Friday. I said, oh, yeah? Why I asked this, now I know. It was the Holy Spirit. I said, oh, yeah? Where's home? She said, Elbert County, Colorado. No way. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. Well, that, you know, that, that threw Christy's antenna up. She's like, what? We're in a no-way situation anymore? Or again? And, I was, and she goes, do you know where Elbert County, Colorado is? And I said, not yet, I don't. She goes, what do you mean by not yet? And I said, can you keep a secret? She goes, that depends on a lot of factors. <laughs> Which I appreciated the honesty, you know what I mean? She said, that depends on a lot of things. And I said, well, we're headed up there Sunday after church. She said, what for? And I said, because I think God is leading us to start a cowboy church in Elbert County, Colorado. She goes, my husband is Barry Ward who plays in cowboy churches all over the United States. And I said, no way. Boy, I'm glad I answered that phone call. I'm glad I answered that phone call. The prayer of Jabez in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. We're just going to talk about verse 10. And it's going to sound like a really simple verse, but it's going to make a profound impact on your life if you will pay attention. In verse 10, it says, Jabez called out to the God of Israel. If only you would bless me. Jabez called out to the God of Israel and said, if only you would bless me. Now, that may not sound like the most profound. I mean, that doesn't sound like, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It may not seem like much, but it is. It has so much deep meaning. As a matter of fact, good news comes in three. And I, if, you, if you want my opinion, everything in that book is good news. Because it either tells us why we need Jesus Christ, or it talks about His coming, or it talks about how He's going to take care of us, what He's going to do for us, how He's going to fulfill us. The entire Bible is filled with good news. If it doesn't seem like good news, it's because we don't understand it, not because it's not. See, good news comes in threes because God blesses those who look to Him and Him only. And God answers bold prayers so you'll know that it's Him. And God blesses those with bold prayers who answer His call. But let's go back to the first one. God blesses those who look to Him and Him only. You know, Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and what makes us right in His eyes and all things will be given unto you. Now, let me rephrase that because there's a big church word in there and I kind of stuck my own deal in there so that it'd be easier to understand. But it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be given unto you. But His righteousness, 
The Bible says, for we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So all that means is seek first the kingdom of God in Jesus Christ, because that's the only way that we will be made right with him. You cannot do anything. You cannot say anything to make yourself right with God. You can't. The only thing that will make you right with God is his son and the fact that his son lives within you. That's it. So when it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given unto you. See, God blesses those who look to him and only him because Jabez called out to the God of Israel. And he said, if only you would bless me. See, he didn't ask anybody else and he didn't. He left it open ended. He was seeking first the kingdom of God. He's not going, you know, and think about this. God has to be number one in your life, okay? I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. I'm telling you that God has to be number one in your life. He's not going to be, you know, your, your, your other fling. He, he's not going to be your, your other best friend. He wants to be your one and only. Because, you know what? God's not going to bless a mooch. Now, what, what do I mean by that? Does, does anybody else have that friend that no, don't ever call unless they need something? Is that our relationship with God? I mean, we don't uh, never, never talk to him. And they're like, that's a rotary dial phone. That was my, most of y'all young people don't know what that is. I mean, I've never used one because I'm only 21. But, but do we call God, you know, do we just call God when we need something? Hey, God, good buddy. <laughs> How are you? Good buddy. Everything been okay? How's your boy? How's Jesus doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's good Good to talk to you, God. Hey, uh, what, what are you doing this weekend? Or, you got that post hole digger that I can borrow? See, God doesn't want to be a mooch. I mean, not God doesn't want to be a mooch. He doesn't want you to be a mooch. He knows what you need before you need it. But he wants to be number one in your life. And the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given unto you. What a powerful promise that is. My gosh, he's like, he's basically writing you a blank check. And I'm not meaning money or prosperity or anything like that. He's just saying, I know what you need more than you do. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given unto you. You know, whenever I said my prayer, this is not a pat on my back because I know that the Holy Spirit was leading me. What did I say about me in that prayer? God, I don't know what you could do with a sorry cowboy like me, but if you'll have me, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll go where you want me to go, and I'll be who you want me to be. See, it wasn't about me. It was about him. It was me giving my entire life over to him. And I urge every single one of y'all to do that. But hold on tight, cowboys, because when you do, he'll turn your world upside down. But it'll be worth it. Jabez called out to the God of Israel, if only you would bless me. He knew where true blessings come from, didn't he? He knew where it was coming from. He didn't say, you know, well, uh, just throw this out there to somebody. Uh Uh-uh. He knew exactly where it was going. God blesses those who look to him and only him. God answers bold prayers so you'll know that it's him. Be careful what you ask for. You know, it's amazing how quickly God answers prayers. It just, it, it's, it's unfathomable. Nobody can actually say that word correctly, just so you know. Christy prayed that prayer, and in less than 12 hours, God had answered it. She says that that's whenever she realized that she was one of God's favorite kids. Did you know that's available to you, too? 
that you can be one of God's favorite kids? Wouldn't it be nice to have this bold prayer? God. (laughs) Okay, God, listen up. Uh, I'm really going to ask you for something crazy here. Uh, My husband's entire dream was to live right here, and I would like to live in beautiful Colorado. He said there's no way he's going, but I know he'll follow you, so if you could do something about that, I'd appreciate it. And 10 hours later, poof, that's amazing. She was bold in what she asked for. You know, a lot of times I, and if you've done this, I'm not, yeah, I may be making fun of you a little bit, but I don't mean it in a mean sort of way. But, you know, you see on social media and other stuff, they're like, oh, I was just so blessed today. God helped me find my car keys whenever I was running late. Well, you have a mighty God, don't you? He found your car keys. Come on, man. You know, my niece, who's two years old, you can, you can take every piece of furniture out of her room. You can spray it down. You can mop it. You can dust it. You can paint it. Put new wood floors down, and she'll find a 10-year-old Cheeto in that room somewhere. So don't tell me that your God is so powerful that he finds your car keys. Come on, man. We got to think bigger than that. But some people, that's, it. that's as big as God ever gets to them. You know, oh, God, could you maybe throw me a bone because kind of sad. Oh, man. God wants to answer your bold prayers, your life-changing prayers. The God of the universe looked down and heard my wife's prayer, and she said that that changed her life because she realized that she was one of God's favorite kids, and a couple of years later, she realized how much he was her daddy. There's a difference. God blesses those who look to him and him only, and that's good news. Give and you shall receive. Jesus said, man, if any try to save their life, they will lose it. But anybody who's willing to lose their life for my sake shall gain it. God blesses those who look to him and him only. And God answers bold prayers. Why? He likes to show off. He wants you to know it's him beyond a shadow of a doubt. Think about the Israelites. They're standing at the edge of this big old Red Sea. They got the whole entire Egyptian army barreling down on them. Now, couldn't have God just snapped his fingers and killed all them people? That's not God. He's like, watch this. He parts the Red Sea. Why did he do that? So they would know it was him. See, God wants to answer those type of prayers for you. He wants you to know that it's him. And the third thing, God blesses those with bold prayers who answers his call. See, because I know that God's been calling you. That phone, that spiritual phone has been ringing, and we've just been hitting the decline or the silence or letting it go to voicemail, but he don't leave voicemails. He wants to talk to you. See, in John 1.39, some people are asking Jesus about some stuff, and you know what his answer was? Come and you shall see. He doesn't say, well, let me give you all the benefits, and then you can decide whether or not I'm worth it. He never said that. He said, come and you shall see. Come and you shall see. See, God's calling you. Some of you are ignoring it. Some of you are scared to answer it. You're not, you're not ignoring him on purpose, but you're scared to answer it. What he's telling you is, come and see what I have to offer. Come and see. In John 6, Jesus says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me makes them want to come. But if they do come, I will raise them to life on the last day. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me makes them want to come. In other words, no one can come to me unless my Father calls them. You're not here by accident. You're not watching on the internet by accident. You're not at one of the lying camps by accident. You're not listening to the podcast or the radio by accident. God has called every single one of us. Will you please pick up the phone and answer? It'll change your life. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called 
according to His purposes. See, no matter what you think you want in your life, God's got a better plan. And don't, and I'm telling you, my entire life was built upon the Kinosa Creek Ranch right there. And God told me, He said, you willing to trade your dreams for something even better? I don't know. What is it? Come and see. Come and see. Well, what kind of man would I be if I would have talked to God and said, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll go where you want me to go, and I'll be who you want me to be if I wasn't going to follow through with that. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did. Jabez asked God to bless him, and he did. Why? Because Jabez knew that only God could bless him. He knew only God. He knew who to go to. He'd already answered God's call to follow him because you don't call out to that God unless you already know that he can answer it. See, God's wanting to bless you too. And I'm not saying that he's going to give a bunch of money or I'm not going to say that he's going to do this or that or this or that. All I can tell you is that it will change your life. It will fulfill your life. And I want to be there when you come in and go, oh, crap, Kevin. I don't know what God's wanting me to do, but this is, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be laughing at you. I know how that feels. God wants to bless you like that, but you've got to know that you've got to seek first the kingdom of God and all else will be given unto you. You've got to come and see. You've got to step out of that boat. God called four people from Texas to reach hundreds in Elbert County with the good news of Jesus Christ. And God has called hundreds from Elbert County and nearby to reach thousands online with the good news. And God has called thousands that are watching online right now. Well, your part is coming soon.